It's Tia. It's been a Mississippi minute, but we bite, baby. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Ja. And yep, we back at it like a crack addict. It's your girl, Jiggy, a.k.a. Tanika. Listen, pull up on us. It's time to cut up, because we back. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Koji, and we're back. Pink Sunday Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another edition of Pink Sunday Radio. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. I have my co-host, Tia. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Ja. What's poppin', Pink Posse? Jiggy. Hey, (laughs) y'all. All right. So before we get started, I want to have my girl Ja give us the disclaimer. All right. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. Pink Sunday Radio is rated mature for language and subject matter. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. That is correct. Um, As you know, we are on StreamYard. We are broadcasting live uh, Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitter. Your comments will be seen and we will bring them into the studio. If you would like to comment, feel free to join us via the the, uh, link that will be provided and we will see you and um, bring you in. Okay. All right, you guys, without further ado there have been some changes to our show we have posted that information on our socials okay we have had a great lineup of guests for you guys and unfortunately well really fortunately we are standing in solidarity with what is happening right now with the strike and those interviews are postponed um however we will be discussing in detail the strike that is happening if you are unaware or not thoroughly aware um thousands of screenwriters have been on strike for more than 11 weeks 11 weeks, okay, almost two months, and will now be joined by SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild. AFTRA stands for American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. This is the first time that we have had this kind of work stoppage since 1980. So this is huge. So I know people are like, P-Valley is filming. P-Valley is coming back. Did I need y'all to understand that this is more about seeing your favorite show. This is about money. This is about health insurance. This is about people who are not the big stars, okay? Um, so we're going to help y'all understand that and, and talk about that in depth. So I think we're going to get started with that right now. Okay, ladies. Okay, so where do we want to start? We got a lot to talk about mm-hmm. with the strike. 
Um, let me start with this one then. So um, I don't know which one of us put this in here, but Nick Jack Papas on Twitter said, not to mention that in reality, 87% of SAG after union members don't qualify for health insurance. How much do they have to make to qualify? $26,000 a year. These are working class people just like you and me. This morning, Netflix stock hit a 52-week high. They made institutional investors alone $106 billion, with a B, dollars this year. $106 billion. Fran Drescher, for her entire life, her entire career is worth $25 million. Um, I, I need y'all to understand that $26,000 um, equates to about $13 an hour poverty level mm -hmm. yep mm -hmm. oh okay okay because mm -hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of conversation and it's just like elitist hollywood um what did it and i'm just like i'm gonna need y'all to stop thinking that these writers rooms are making a lot of money because they're not like mm -hmm. once they write these episodes they're not getting residuals mm -hmm. <laughs> like yep. They're on reruns and, re and they go to streaming. You see their writing, you see writing credits. They're not getting any money. And when they do, it's 0 0.02 cents. Mm -hmm. And then even the ones that do get residuals, you see now the streamers will just pull the shows off of streaming services. Like you go to watch your favorite show that's been on Max or Netflix or paramount mm -hmm. for years and it's no longer there mm -hmm. if it's not there and you're not watching it they don't have to pay them those three cent checks so they exactly pull it down just to not pay them that little money that they're making and they did that on purpose because going into streaming what they did to attract people to the streaming mm -hmm. sites were promised these big payouts in like seasons three and seasons four and these later seasons so everybody's like oh this is awesome because mm -hmm. traditionally on networks these shows that you're watching that are getting clipped after a season or two were going three four and five seasons exactly. and not just three four and five seasons three four and five seasons 22 episodes a season that part now you're, they're on the streaming services and it's like okay it's going to be less episodes but you'll get this big bonus in season three then magically even though the ratings are big the social media mm -hmm. is big everything else they get clipped at season two of mm -hmm. course right mm -hmm. before what would have been the season three bonus so right there this isn't like they're just happen to cancel stuff this is orchestrated so they don't have to pay the bonuses that are the reason why a lot of these people signed on to exactly. do these shows which have built the streaming sites mm -hmm. they yeah. they did this to attract people there only to get there and basically pull up what i call a huckabuck so they can't it cannot continue and to that end of um the writing like this is another thing I think people need to understand. They're, how actors, writers, how they work is very different from how the rest of us work. Mm -hmm. When they get signed onto a project, whether it's to write or whether it is to act, however long that project takes, they're pretty much on hold. But also, Francesca Ramsey on Twitter said, the holds apply to writers and explained in detail. You can get stuck waiting for a show to go to series and mm -hmm. not be able to take another job. Mm -hmm. So I need y'all to understand, this isn't 
the show is guaranteed to go on. They're waiting. They've written. They've done the work. The stuff has been put together. They don't even know if it's going to go to series. And just so y'all know, if it doesn't go to series, they don't get paid. That's it. That's it. So they're waiting, trying to figure it out if they're going to get paid. And then, you know, Job was like, wait a Mississippi minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Francesca went on. She said, yes, when you're on hold, you cannot take on other work. Many rooms often happens, and that's another thing, the many rooms, before shows are greenlit and you're forced to wait until they decide if the show is going or not because you're technically still under contract. This also happens with actors. If they sign on to a show, they do it. They're waiting for that show to come out. They could think it's going to come out and everything else. Kevin Hart Mm -hmm. actually talks about this in his book. Mm-hmm. He did a whole movie and was like waiting, like had been told it's coming mm-hmm. out. He's sitting up at like an award show broke, like super stupid broke, yeah. thinking that he's about to get paid the money from the mm-hmm. show. And all of a sudden they call him and say, so they've done the show. They've done press for the show. Yeah. They've done all that. And it's, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to air it. We're not going to air it. Exactly. They don't air it. Then that's it. It's just, it's crazy. And then, um, this one like threw me for a loop. So Cristela Alonzo has a show of her own name, Cristela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when she had the show, her lawyer suggested that she got, she, this is what she says. I forgot to add that my lawyer suggested getting my name copyrighted because the studio would try to own it because of the show. They would try to own her name <laughs> because of the show. And they tried doing it with Reba McIntyre, Reba, love that show yeah she owns hers already because reba had been in the industry so christella paid money that she didn't have to do it a week later the studio did go and try to copyright her name now this is actually trademark not copyright but that's neither here nor there so and she started the saying she had a sitcom that she created about her life she wasn't the highest paid actor on the sitcom about her life she was not the highest paid writer on the sitcom about her life. The show was named after her. And people say, they ask her all the time why she hasn't created another show because the people that watch Cristela love it and it was a success. And she's like, this is why. Because how am I not the highest paid actor on my show? How am I not the highest paid writer on my show? And then to top off all the rest of the insult and injury, you went and tried to trademark my name? Which means, understand, if they had traits, she can't use her name anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere. She can't put her name on a t-shirt. She can't put her name. That's like super stupid crazy. And then um, Kendrick Sampson of Insecure fame, a lot of people know from Insecure and Mm -hmm. Vampire Diaries and Mm -hmm. a few other shows. So he was going through, he said, so this is what he said, story time. Going through a tough time like so many people in our industry and everywhere right now. Last week, I guess that I received, I got, I get news that I received 56 residual checks. I prayed (laughs) that these are healthy checks to get me through this time. Lo and behold, 50, yes, five zero checks into counting. I had to take a break because the total was $86. Two huge shows. His residuals are $86 because one of the shows is on major streaming channel. Mm -hmm. And this that bullshit and i know people are struggling much more than me this shit has to change this is why we strike so Mm -hmm. 
my biggest thing is I think people have this misconception because what I see on Twitter a lot, I don't know about you guys, but Twitter people talk about it, both the writers and the actors. People were like, they make so much money, basically feeling like the writers and actors were being entitled and mm-hmm. wanting mm-hmm. more residuals. Because I heard someone on Twitter actually said, you know, the being residuals is a privilege. Like not everyone has that in every industry. Well, you guys just saw, if I'm working for five months, there's 12 months in the year. So if I'm working for five months and I'm making crap, I got another seven months to try to figure it out. So what if I get on another show for seven months and that's crap? My whole year is gone. What else am I going to do? I can't do anything else. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So that what you're talking about reminds me of something I recently saw. So we discussed earlier that 80% of actors don't make $26,000 a year. Mm But the person who's saying actors need to be realistic gets paid something like seventy-four thousand and upwards a day. Hello, mm, yeah, a day. So who's really being greedy? Who's really mm-hmm. asking for too much? A person who didn't, you know, he did what he had to do to get to whatever position, and it could be just being born there. Mm-hmm. But someone who makes seventy-four thousand dollars a day thinks a person who makes less than twenty-six thousand dollars a year is being unreasonable to want more for their craft for their work that continues to get paid for and you touched on um getting all these residual checks i saw a TikTok while i was doing my makeup this person had like these two pages and it was like all this you know itemized things and they got paid when they got to the bottom i don't even think it was like 20 something dollars but i mean it was columns and columns oh you're talking about my girl from orange is the new black Black. kimmy girl oh my god in and out of looking at it and i was just like i can't imagine being all this itemized situation and i got all these checks for one cent two cent three cent it makes it takes more for the paper that it's printed on than what they're getting paid and the thing about it is Orange is the New Black really right. set Netflix off. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, yep. honestly, it won so many awards. Like, it, I mean, the way that they treat people, you talk about wanting robots to take the place when you actually treat humans like robots. You know what I'm saying? It's it's beyond me. Like, I Ron Perlman, who is just one of my favorites, I think, remember we discussed Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And I told y'all that that was one of my favorite CBS shows back in the day. And he's still an amazing actor. And the way he just tore into their asses and explained it at the end of the day, like he said, it's about humanity. It's about dignity. And that is it. You can talk all day about elitist this, elitist that, boo, boo, boo. But at the end of the day, it's about humanity and dignity. People just want, we all have a job. I don't care if you're an engineer, if you're a makeup artist, if you're whatever your gift, your skill, your craft, it is something you work hard for. When you leave your house every day or whether you stay at home and you're on the camera, you are giving your time and your skill, your life, whatever. You deserve to get paid and get paid well. These people went to school 
a lot of them. And it takes a creative mind to sit and write. Okay. Like that's time. Okay. And for you to throw chunk change at them is the most just, I don't, to me, that's just, that's like throwing a trash can on somebody. Them Mm -hmm. taking all their time to write something that an actor has to say. An actor, they they ain't got to write the shit. They they just got to read it, perform. If they didn't write it, they wouldn't have shit to say. Now they can improv, but they wouldn't have nothing to say. You know what I'm saying? So it's just real. It's it's all around really fucked up. I think what makes it even kind of worse is that they don't want to pay the writers. And at the same time, they don't want to pay the actors. So like, <laughs> what is it that you're expecting to happen without For either sure. one of those? Y'all still have sure. studios. You still need content. There's only so many reality shows in the world that you can make. And mm-hmm. half of your reality stars are members of SAG after us so all. Crazy. I'm interested to see what they're going to do now that yeah. both the writers and SAG after are, yeah. are on strike. Because um, my friend Cash is, you know, she's an actress too. So, and she's an influencer. So it's like, that's a double entendre. And Francesca did go on TikTok and say, listen, content creators, they're going to come for y'all. And she was like, stand with us because, hey, listen, we need background. We need, hey, you got a little skill. Listen, here go what we put together. Can y'all just say this on camera? Like, please stand with us. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be fool. Don't be fool. So I'm really hoping that a lot of people don't. And I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but even on Instagram, have y'all been noticing them ads? We need writers. Have y'all been noticing mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Have y'all? Okay. I you have someone um, in someone's comment. So someone made a, a comment about the strike. And Mm -hmm. a director was in the, well, I think they were a director. They were working for whatever, but I guess they're, I don't know if they're scabbing. I want to put that out there. I meant to take a screenshot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they were like, hey, um, if you're doing this, you're doing that, contact me. I have work. And it's like, so you're encouraging people to scab? Girl, I saw an ad. I was on Instagram and they were like, we need writers. I cannot remember. Was it Martha? I can't remember what it was, but I said, Y'all need writers. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I meant to take a screenshot. But be be looking out for that, you guys. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I know that a lot of people, if you watch the movie, uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, you know, mm-hmm. Taraji Henson was a, a pretty main character in there. She was, well, what ended up being Benjamin Button's mom. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time she had done some work. Obviously, you've got Brad Pitt and a few other big names. So when she gets the role, she's excited. Then they tell her to pay. Which, if you don't know, was $150,000. Compared to Brad Pitt and the other stars got paid millions. Her team tried to negotiate it and tried to say, like, hey, you know, give her accolades and everything else. And they were basically like, it's $150,000. Take it or leave it. Taraji, knowing that this would be a good opportunity for her, took it. But she talks a little bit about exactly how the pay was allocated, because, again, I think people really think that everybody's just making millions and millions of dollars and they're not. So we're going to hear Taraji say it in her own. Well, let me break it down, because okay. I remember some people were like, 150. She agreed. That's a lot of money. Let right. me break now, this down for break you. It down. Okay? 
When you start making that kind of money, Uncle Sam takes 50%. Mm-hmm. So let's do the math. We're going to act like this romper room. You know how okay. they give you yes. the yes. Those shows, they let you yes. compute it for a second. So that leaves me with 75 now, right? Yep. Then I have to pay another 30% to my team who That's did right. all the work to get me that job. Yes. So... I don't pay them 30% of the 75. No, no, no. No. I pay them 30% of the 150 that comes out of my 75. So what does that compute to? Okay. So let's break it down like this. You have 12 months in a year to make your money, right? If you do a film for five months, that takes you off the market for anything else to earn, any other kind of coin, until you're done with that show. At the time, my son's school school tuition, because he was in high school at Buckley, was $30,000. I chose my son's education over fancy cars and all those things. And so literally for five months, that's what I made, his tuition. Now what? I got to hit the pavement again, and I got to scrounge up another check. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that is how that works, ladies and gentlemen. That's what crazy. got me the most about what she said is that she had to pay the 30% out of the 150. Out of the 150. <laughs> <laughs> like she had to pay money mm-hmm. out of money she never will see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has to because, and that's the other thing, because I think people think to themselves, why do why do they need all these people? Why can't they just do it themselves? That's just not how the industry Baby, works. Baby, that ain't how it right. works. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't y'all all. listen to Lisa Left Eye Lopez when she broke down that shit so good when TLC mm-hmm. went broke and everybody thought, well, didn't y'all sell 10 million records? Baby, I'll never forget that shit, how she broke that shit down so fucking good. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. another um, actress, Amanda Seals, actually broke down and she went in detail with her career, so we're going to listen to her. I know it may not seem like it, but there are very few actors who are actually wealthy. Then there are some actors who are rich. But for the most part, the actors that make up the entertainment industry are working check to check. I was super duper fortunate to, at the age of 35, land on a television show that ended up being iconic. And it afforded me the opportunity to get financial stability for the first time in my life. I have been an actress since I was eight years old. I've been in Screen Actors Guild since 1994. Acting did not afford me financial stability till I was 35. This is because the industry itself is not made for actors. It's not made for crew. It's not made for creatives. The industry is made For the industry, the creatives and the actors are deciding, well, we have to protect ourselves. But that's not for everybody. And it shouldn't have to be because ultimately the business that is betting on the business that is created from what we're doing should actually support us. So I say all that to say that as you're watching people on their feeds talking about the writer's strike with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, and the now actor strike with SAG, the Screen Actors Guild of America slash AFTRA, What you're seeing is the people who are making the shows you love, the movies you love, the projects that you love saying, hey, we know that you execs got money because people love this work and they love this work, not because of you, but because of us. And so we should get to reap the benefits that you guys are reaping. Labor unions are created because laborers are exploited. And that happens in every field when it comes to capitalism. But I'm
That's why UPS gonna be striking right along with them, baby, because they is hot and they need water and they got dog mace because, baby, they ass is getting bit delivering our motherfucking packages across the country. Rain, sleet, snow. They are tired. The working conditions are terrible. So y'all better look out for them other labor union ran businesses as well to start pushing the feet to the concrete. Just letting y'all know. And something I want to touch on, because the big reason why we're doing this and we're going to continue to bring you guys up to date information is we realized with the writer strike uh, on people's lives that a lot of people, one, didn't know that strikes were happening um, and they didn't understand why and what they can do. So here's my personal opinion. 1980, when the actors last went on strike, there wasn't social media. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any of this when mm -hmm. in 2008, when the writers went on strike mm -hmm. there, we had some semblance of social media, but nothing like what it is right now. Cause Twitter came out of what? 2009. Girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have any of this. So here we are today. We have the, we got Twitter, we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got goddamn threads and spill and all of these <laughs> places on social media. And if y'all didn't know, if you having a problem with a company, Twitter is the place to go. For when, sure. Anytime you have something, you go at that company on Twitter and whatever problem y'all have will be handled. I say all that to say, you're probably looking at these strikes and it's like, okay, we want our shows. We want, you know, the actors to get paid. We want the writers to get paid. What can we do? Mm -hmm. Get on social media and use your platforms mm -hmm. and talk about it. Because mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. personally like one of the things that's not happening right now is there's not enough pressure on these execs and mm -hmm. these people through mm -hmm. the court of public it's opinion, true. because most people don't know what's going on or they have or some, they have some um, some notions that are incorrect about why people are striking. So get on there, start adding these streamers, find out who these people are. They are on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on all these platforms. Start going directly at them because enough people go directly at them and we put pressure on them. We have power as the viewers. We have mm -hmm. power as the consumer yeah. of all of these shows. So get yeah. on there. Also, um, we're gonna post it on our actual Twitter page, but the picket lines, they need water. They need things like that you as the viewer as the consumer can help with the picket lines so that they can do it as long as possible to make the noise they need to make so there's some things you can do to help but utilize your platforms mm -hmm. and like i said we're going to put on our pages ways that you can get some water to these strike sites ways that you can contribute to the actors fund I know y'all probably like the actors fun, <laughs> yeah. but yes, the actors fun. Cause understand if there, if there's actors that are making 26,000, they're making 26,000. They're going on auditions. They're doing all the stuff. If they need some help, <laughs> if we don't help them. Yeah. That show you love. They can't cause they're going to be working at Waffle House. Right. They I can't mean, figure I was it just out. getting ready to say that. I, I was, was like, just let's make it relatable. You girl. want Uncle Clifford? You want LaMurda? You want Mercedes and Shannon? Let they have to be able to afford please <laughs> to act. Mm -hmm. Or you ain't going to have no show. So please support. Because yeah. if they're not getting health care, they get sick. Now you ain't got no LaMurda. Mm -hmm. They got to write him out the script. You know what I'm saying? Because something happened to him or Uncle Clifford, God for a second, I'm not wishing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm, I think she's frozen. I think, I think she's frozen. Yeah. I, also, <laughs> like, 
it's our favorite show, so automatically we think of Uncle Clifford's and the Little Murders, but we also have to think of, you know, the the dancers that are not those names, the peanut butters and the extra extras. Yes. And, and, and those people like that mm-hmm. who are more likely to be on the lower end of that $26,000 yes. than the, the top yes. on our show. We want mm-hmm. all of those people to be able to come back. Exactly. You know, for the next season of the show to afford to still be able to be mm-hmm. on the show after this strikes over, and mm-hmm. and also we we had Danny on the show, and Danny talked so wonderfully about, you know, it's more about the people who are on that lower end, like she said, you know, she's a nail artist, and she ta- like she said, she's now well, she was now they're on strike, but like she said, she was doing um, props. You know, she took a prop job. I mean, this is the kind of thing they're scrapping out there. You know what I'm saying? They're not in the higher ups. So I really need people. And and just to make it a little bit more relatable as well. Um, Alphonse talks about his story all the time. He was on doing the buckets and auditioning. Like buckets auditioning. He was in a play with Blair Underwood. Buckets, like I mean, so it's people are doing like Josh said. They working at Waffle House, so you just may see an actor who you've watched on Hulu, and they are literally, you know, on a show you watched on Hulu, and then they working at the the local uh steakhouse or something. They're picking you up in your Uber. They're serving you at your favorite restaurant. They all okay. the stuff they they have to do those things now, which is fine. But we want them to be positioned that when it's time to get back to work, they're in a position to get right. back to work and they're not turning down stuff because they can't do it. And that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk more about this going forward, but we just yeah, wanted to like touch on mm-hmm. what's going on and, and we're gonna see what we can do to get maybe some people on here to even explain it more than we yes. understand it because we, we understand to a certain but there's people out there. If you guys look on Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. you see people do lives. A lot of the actors during the writer strike went live and went Mm-hmm. to the picket line so we're going to be bringing some of that to you so you really understand yes. not exactly why but what they're doing because mm-hmm. y'all it's hot it's, it's hot, hot out here it's hot as hell it's hot as hell strike is exactly what mm-hmm. y'all think they on the streets with signs striking mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. not they not sitting in the air conditioned home saying we on strike they're getting out in these streets and they're doing the work so we want to sure. support them we're in solidarity solidarity with them and always and we want to support them always a diary of a prodigy asked um he said that um they're in atlanta how can i help where can i help like i said we're going to post on our page uh the resources that we know where you can either send water or donate to the funds to help pay for water and other things that are needed right now tau <laughs> did you see what tau said i did i was just gonna put this up you know after we got done with the serious yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, but I said, "Wait, did y'all plan this blue hair day? We did not. <laughs> we just all happen to have blue hair. And if you are on my personal Instagram, I have had four different hair colors in the last two days. <laughs> so you actually never know what I'm gonna wear. But okay, no. you never like know what she's gonna said, pop off. Nope, we just all happen to have blue hair. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Maybe we should, but yeah, yeah." Yeah. 
<laughs> but um, just to piggyback off of what Tia said, that is something that we definitely want to uh, stand with y'all on, that solidarity, because we love and respect P-Valley 100%. And we, 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 one thing about us, we will switch it up. Okay. What we got to do. Hey. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we definitely going to come together, try to get these and, donations going. Um, and, don't and one last comment on the donated money, because <laughs> I know people are still like the actors, but Sal <laughs> said, you also have to prove need to get money from the actors fund. It's not mm -hmm. just given out arbitrarily. So thank you don't think for that saying that you are donating money to the actors fund. You Thank got you. like a rich actor that's getting extra money to be richer. That's not what. Thank happening. you, Ty. Appreciate um, that. Yeah, Maybe that's that not at all what's happening at all. Oh, the last one. This is for real. The last one for real. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tao again said, let the content creators be stupid if they want to. <laughs> the list of scabs yes. and they will be blacklisted. And I yes. wanted to add not just content creators, but there are a lot of actors and actresses that are not in the union. As mm -hmm. of yet. They don't have enough. They credits, are non-union. Exactly. So in their mind, you might think to yourself, and I have a tweet to that, but we'll probably put that up next week. Okay. You might be thinking to yourself, you know what? Oh, okay. This is the perfect time since all the big names, they out, they on strike. I'm not even in the union. So I can go and get my work on and all Don't that. do it, sis. The shit, shit ain't sweet. Don't do it. <laughs> like, it Don't might be okay it. now. But it ain't worth it. They yeah. see it. They, they see y'all. Like, mm -hmm. you know, for all intents and purposes, you're not technically scabbing, but they see what you're doing. And yeah. then when it's time for you to get in this Screen Actors Guild, when mm -hmm. it's time for you to get in these unions, they're going to be like, nah, son. Right. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> they don't see you. They yeah. just, they, like, so, and that's not, I, you know, I'm not an actor or actress or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I do know that these unions are very important to what you do, to yes. how much you get paid, mm -hmm. the very protections so. that you have, all of mm -hmm. that. You do not want to be out in these acting streets, in these mm -hmm. writing streets, mm -hmm. and not be in one of these guilds. That's For not, sure. that mm -hmm. ain't it. Yeah. And not because yeah. of some temporary money you're going to get right now for a production that's probably going to go nowhere because who writing <laughs> who writing who doing it like, for sure so yeah so that's you know we just wanted to talk about that i hope that mm -hmm. educated you guys a little bit and every mm -hmm. week we're going to be coming with more stuff so that you can be yes. informed of exactly what's going on and what indeed. you can do to help indeed so, and, and you know what Tia? you talking about these streets Oh Lord. You talking know. about these streets. And you know who was out, you know who was out in them streets, girl. Well, I did not know where this transition was going. Are you an everyday hustler? Are you always on your steady grind? Are you a black storyteller that matters? Check out actor and philanthropist J. Alphonse Nicholson's signature apparel line at fivegrinds.com and pick up a t-shirt, hoodie, and book bag. And tell the world who you are. That's F I V E Grimes.com. I love that ad. <laughs> I love that ad, girl. Listen, I love that ad. Shout out, shout out to Big Fonz. Shout out to Big Fonz for steady mm -hmm. grind. Also, oh, shout, shout out, out to Fisha. Right <laughs> shout out to Fisha. Look, y'all can't even see it too much, but hey, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. on 59th merch. From Nafisha Nicholson, make sure y'all 
it, it's very comfortable. Hey, you know, oh, the shirts I'm, are high quality. Hey, are extremely high quality. High quality because y'all know your girl is chesty. <laughs> so not chesty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it gives your girl a little breathing room. Okay. Anyway, so the poll went up. It was a tight race. We ain't had time for that runoff. Okay. We 31%. <laughs> 202, seven pounds of pressure one. And it's time for the first segment, ladies, which is rate the episode. Right. So first, let me get the ratings. See how I remembered that? Okay, Tia. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> here are our ratings. The first rating is one Mike, and that is Unks Chicken and Dressing. The second rating is two Mikes, and that's Sit on My Lap Slaw. The third rating is three Mikes, and that's Ernestine's Neck Bones. Now, again, y'all might want to tussle with us a little bit about giving Ernestine's Neck Bones three stars, but that's what we're doing here on Pink Sunday Radio. Uh, I always mess this up. Four Mikes is Weed Wangs. <laughs> Or lemon pepper wet. We all like lemon pepper wet from Hot Wang Castle, but Ja and Jiggy do not like lemon pepper, so we had to throw the weed wangs in there. That was okay, but trash at the same time. Anywho, five mics is murders, poke chops, collard greens, candy yams, and cornbread. Those are the ratings, and I do not know what my rating is this week, like at all. So somebody else got to go. Any, many, mighty, mo catch a target bias toe. How'd you know? Why are you mighty, mo? Tanika, it's you, baby. It's you. If you wanted to do any, mighty, mo, go ahead. It's on you. Go ahead, Koji. So, 202. Um, there were wonderful moments, beautiful gowns. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but there were wonderful moments. Um, it's not in my top five, but oh god, good sis in red, her ancestral hair moment. Mm -hmm. Tap on the door. Uh, Corbin and his Easter finery. Uh, there were great moments. I'm going to give this Ernestine Neckbones is three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, child, them Neckbones was dry. Um, and uneaten. And uneaten. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Remember, we said that middle. What's the middle? Mac and cheese, big L, mama recipe, right? Big Mama, 3.5. It could be that today. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so today, and then we had Big Teeth, though. We had Big Teeth coming through. Man. That always gives this one a high rating for me. Yep. Yeah, like the Big Teeth. The entrance was everything. The everything. Big <laughs> God, the intro. I mean, then he did. I think I'm big meat. Okay, I'm gonna get us a four. I don't even care. 
that's where I was heading. This was definitely a four, maybe even a little more, like a 4.2, you know what I'm saying? And I tell you why, because it definitely had me on my emotional roller coaster. Y'all know I'm a thug and I'll be like, but this had me in my feelings. Like out the gate, I'm excited. The girls then showed up and they're they have some. They have some interesting <laughs> talents over there in Chuckalisa. You know what I'm saying? And they did give um, at the beginning, Jai. You yeah. Mercedes, you know? that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so then, you know, like you said, we got the tap on the door, baby. I was like, let's take them back. I only, well, I feel burned <laughs> like a motherfucker, but I was like, just take it back. Please. Wait a minute. You back. wanted, you did a take them back moment? Was you and my man, my man, my man? Folded like laundry, baby. Folded like a fresh, clean towel. Just, I didn't give a fuck about nothing. Did you see them eyes? He was sorry. I saw the eyes. I know. I saw her in that mirror. Oh my God. Tanika always say he couldn't breathe. He couldn't (laughs) breathe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, like Mm -hmm. you said, Big T came through. I didn't even know who he was, but I was like, Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, I had gave up light skinned it niggas like for Lent a while back, but he had me like backsliding for real, for real. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Baby. Every week, every week, child. Okay, that's a short. Go ahead. Mm-mm. I'm gonna let somebody else talk, but it was an emotional roller coaster. And then, yeah, like, so 4.2. Oh, and then Diamond snapping them fingers. The demons oh, was doing their step. That's <laughs> true. Like, Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Diamond did that. That's true. Shout out to Jiggy though with her emoji, her mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Go ahead, Jiggy. Um, I like the eggplant, but you know. Yeah, I did use the eggplant also. <laughs> did you? It was, it was a lot yeah. happening yeah. in this episode. She said she was, was going to use multiple of, of them. Okay, <laughs> so rotation, eggplant, mm-hmm. and oh, Corey and the dick meat. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not the dick meat. <laughs> it's just dick. It's just dick, Tosh. Just dick. <laughs> Don't have to add meat. What? Dick understand. is a complete complete sentence. <laughs> it's, complete, it's complete by itself. At least that one sounded like it was. You know what I'm saying? That was... Uh, okay. Mm, yeah, anyway. I don't even do anyway. So anyway, go ahead. No, you don't know, but yeah, right. Dick is a Trust the rest sentence. of us. Okay? <laughs> Not you said you. You know what? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I went. I watched church this morning. And I'm still acting up. Y'all pray for my spirit. <laughs> like I don't even know how I give my rating after that dick meat conversation. Like how do we? <laughs> How do we go back to the ratings? <laughs> so listening to y'all talk about the episode kind of made me want to move my rating up because a lot of really good stuff does happen in this episode. Like I started out thinking it's maybe a three and a half kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 pushing really close. I'm going to give it four. I'm going to say four. Um, I was looking at my list thinking, does it need to be high? I have it at, at number 12. 
And I'm like, I don't know if it's because I just watched it. Like, is this better than like perpetrating, which I have at number 10? I don't. I don't you have know. perpetrating above this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Perpetrating is a weird one whenever we get to that because I, so I always say it's so different from the rest of the series. <laughs> but it's a good episode and it like sets up everything else. But it's so like every time I watch it and then watch the rest of the series, I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was just going, hmm. Because, yeah, okay. I also have scars above it. I have scars at number 11. And number I don't know 11. why I have it that way. I haven't watched scars in so long. But, like, I just feel like something about the beginning of the series, those first two episodes, I don't love scars. And I don't know why I put it there. But it's it made me want to continue watching, especially perpetrating. Mm-hmm. Perpetrating in scars, I think those I'm two telling are you. back to back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When I started watching, yeah, after that episode, I was like, okay, so the trailer didn't do it any justice because I want to keep watching this show. Like, I didn't watch the show from the trailer. Nothing about the trailer. Yeah, I didn't see any. Well, I didn't see any of the trailers. I just was having the trailer made me say, hell no, I'm not watching this shit. I didn't want to watch it, but then I didn't watch it until I saw y'all after the premiere of season two. I watched it. And I was just like, whoa, this show must be really good because my timeline is just. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, let me give it a shot. And I was like, holy shit. This show is crazy. Yeah, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see any of the trailers, and I don't like I've said before. I don't think I would have watched it if I had seen those trailers because it the trailers don't give what the show is about. Mm-hmm. And mine yeah. was literally I was just sitting and I was like, P Valley, what's this? And I remember I watched the first episode and I was kind of like, so I'm not sure how I feel about what I just watched. <laughs> like, yeah. But, you know, I've said it before, one of my friends who's not homophobic, but definitely grew up in the deep, deep South. Oh, yeah. Popped up and was like, hey, this is a really good show. You should watch it. And I had watched enough that I knew there was heavy queer storylines. So for someone who kind of has an aversion to it to be like, yo, this is a dope show you need to watch. I said, oh, this writing and this acting must be top Must be. So let me go see what it's all about. So, and then, yeah, so perpetrating was enough that I was interested. At the time, though, I just wasn't a TV watcher. Yeah. Yeah. I give this episode a 4.2. Like, um, I think that it's it's never a five. For some reason, I think four is a little too low. Because there are so many poignant moments in it from the birthday party. Uh, we really get introduced to Nineveh and that yes. relationship in Monroe and all of Unk's friends, which I hope some of the other <laughs> friends also get some expanded roles. So we really kind of see that as well as I hope Murda gets some uh, friends that are in the community that he Me can too. talk to about like what's going on that mm-hmm. he can't talk about with Wody. But I liked that. Um, and then kind of dealing with why Unk 
is ignoring murder. Like what happened, what her process was, the crown royal, like she was really hurt. Like, whereas in every other moment she's trying to act like she wasn't, we really Mm -hmm. get a glimpse into that and um, how she dealt with that. Um, I like Corey, you know, my man, my man, my man, you know, I like all the troublemakers. So (laughs) like, I like Corey this one. I want to see him next season. Yeah, we like, well, we like Miss. I yep. need murder to know he ain't the only the only one in town. Yeah, I need, <laughs> I need some kind of grocery store moment. I need a uh, something. Something. I, I need some kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. So, um, I I liked roulette and whisper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like their introduction. Um, I like how they kind of came in and took over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I liked all that where it was like, okay, Mercedes, you've been the bottom bitch and you've been pretty much untouched. Like Mississippi touched you a little bit, but then she has her own issues. Mm-hmm. Two, like two youngins that are coming in, coming for your crown. So I like they the did that. She realized, oh, <laughs> like, yep. you know, it ain't mm-hmm. just the Mercedes show no more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just, I, it's so many good moments, and I just, but it's not a five, four is too low, so 4.2. I will okay. say, one of the things that really elevates this episode for me is, in my mind, this is where season two started. And I think going through the tweets last night, it was that way for a lot of people. Coming out of that two-year wait for season two to start, I think y'all know how I feel about Pussyland, that first episode of season two. It just... It does not work for me. And I don't think I it recall. works for a lot of people. Um, but reading the comments, it was like, okay, P-Valley is back with this episode. This was what people were waiting for. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels. It's such a good episode. A lot of stuff happens. A lot of storylines started or continued mm-hmm. that they really didn't do in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So just remembering that feeling mm-hmm. about like, okay, now my show is back. This is what I was looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it elevates the episode for me. And see, with Pussyland, and I, I understand what you're saying. And I guess for me, I think I've said this before about Pussyland. I just related so much to it. So I just liked how they really handle the perspective from a pandemic point of view. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I just liked it so much for that reason. Cause for me, that was reality. And I just thought they did such a good job um, at creating the landscape. And it was just beautiful, you know, not, but I mean, you know, they, I just think they did a good job, you know, with it. Um, and the clever car washing, man, I'm sorry, baby. Mm-hmm. That scene was crazy. That and was to dope. be and to be that honest, everybody was trying to get the fuck out their house. That shit was reality, baby. Everybody was stuck in the goddamn house. And if you had a bunch of children, child, they was not playing with each other. Everybody was in the house. You couldn't <laughs> celebrate out in Chuck E. Cheese. You couldn't celebrate. You was having birthday parties in the house. That man wanted to get the hell out. And then Chuck Elisa. Guess what? You gonna go see the titties, or you gonna go to church? I thought that I thought two hundred one was good. I mean, it's not in my top five, huh? We're not on that episode. (laughs) You selling it? But I agree. We're not on that. I like Pussyland too. I just remember when I first watched it, and I thought I was I had tuned into a different show. 
Because I was like, who is this man? And who are these kids? And what is going on? Like, I was like, wait. And I did the little info thing. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yep. oh, okay. It is P-Valley. All right. Tia, <laughs> we ain't on that episode. We're not on that episode. I liked it too, by the way. But we went on that episode. <laughs> okay, so um, the PSR listeners... Hey, friendly, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, do us a favor and follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you're on Spotify, make sure you press those three dots and hit us with that five-star rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts and have a little extra time, after rating us five stars, leave us a written review as well. If you're watching in full HD on YouTube, rate, subscribe, then tell us what you think in the comments. Last but not least, be sure to check out our website at pinksunday.com for original articles and exclusive content. I'm going to repeat it last week. I was fixing my clothes again. (laughs) Ja, baby, I don't have time for that this week. Keep it together. Okay, we are glad for that. Now, it's time for what you said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> York was up there bopping when he was up. Um, okay, what you said, now this is popping right here because the way we have foolery. All right, so take us off, Miss Tia. All what right, they, what they saying about what, what they she said is mm-hmm. so we have been doing this re re rewatch for a couple of cycles, and we got a bunch of tweets. So we picked some of the best ones, and we're gonna put them on, um, shout those people out, and discuss the tweets. So here is the very first one. Tanika from Pink Sunday Radio said. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Grandmother Ernestine knows she's dead-ass wrong for this, but she really wanted to do something nice for her grandbaby. Not grandbaby, sis. Wait. <laughs> That's her grandbaby. What you mean? So I put this in here, and I asked this question on Space last night because I always wonder. She's sitting in here cackling at the television, but is she laughing at what she's hearing on the television or is she laughing because she knows outside she just sent Clifford out there and Cliff is getting kidnapped and dragged off to a birthday party without her knowledge. I to totally me, think she laughing at Clifford's. That's what I thought too. Yeah, because I, I told you on Spaces, that shit wasn't funny. It was not that like, funny on, on that the TV. TV. That funny. It definitely... It. <laughs> you know... Okay, but you could hear the comedy if it was. Um... It wasn't that goddamn funny. She was totally laughing as she set up her damn grandbaby in in her uh, do rag finery. Um, and that was crazy as hell. Why would you at least you know trick her into getting dressed for something else so she could be fly as fuck? Because I don't care if they had an outfit in the bag. When they all said surprise. She was sitting there in her house slippers, her dual rag, her raggedy pajamas. Hell no. You like my and I, you know like what? This? And Ja, I just thought about it. That was fucked up. She made them nasty ass cupcakes first and then tricked the goddamn grandbaby. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. So can grandmother not cook? 
Because we done had mm-hmm. bad neck bones and nasty yeah. cupcakes. Like, we been getting on my good sis unk. But I feel like maybe she inherited this. That's what it is. Because like- maybe it's because she can't see the ingredients. I think she spent her time in a brothel. She could cook some, you know, sausage and stuff like that, but she's not really that handy. Well, that's because she has sight, <laughs> baby. Sausage. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> we know you didn't get that dick meat, but the rest of us But not the sausage. That grandmother cooking. Man, sausage. I'm just saying, she has a lot of skills to <laughs> She know how to talk shit. She can smell the stuff because you know she, she tries ran the broccoli. Though. Well, she tries. She tries. Yeah. Well, she tries with the cooking. She said bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, she tried with the cooking. Mm-hmm. 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 I, that's the only I thing I can think that. of because most people when people make neck bones like in real life it's it's kind of like oxtails yeah baby we get a little rice great baby put on rice a little cabbage yeah yeah oh, that kind of, I didn't see none of that I ain't see none bones. of that, <laughs> that <is normally. laughs> what people do so yeah all right so let's go on to the next one uh, on Twitter, the irresistible O said, I know, right? I was like, is Uncle Clifford going to talk to Lil Murder or no? Nah? Child, the acting all day Nico displayed, you could see the torment of the yes. heart clearly. Top tier emotional development of the characters in this scene. I absolutely agree. Nico, but Fonz, and seeing her in the mirror and the way his whole expression changed, <sighs> and that you would have thought, like, these people are, like, in love. Like, it was such perfection in the acting. Yes. And then the when um, Nico, the Uncle Clifford, touched the door, like, Girl. for him, like, longing for him, and it's just, you could feel it. Yes. Well, it's the That's fact that... like laundry. It's the fact that Fawn said that that was, you know, they said kind of, um, what did what did he say on that interview? I guess that he could kind of go with the flow or something, and he decided to do that tap. Baby, that was genius, because just that addition added an extra layer of emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... Oh, that moment was beautiful. Even the way that he stepped across the threshold, he did a very short interview yeah. about like mm-hmm. that because um, Loretta had already filmed her part and she filmed right. like in, on a set. In a on house. a set, different stages. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like at the front of an actual house front mm-hmm. and he's it's hot. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's, it's hot and stuff like that and so what he said is like he was kind of going over kind of some of the things that he wanted to do mm-hmm. and was like you know can I step across the threshold can I like and they yeah. were like you know basically dealer's choice do it. and so he said like so that whole even that part the stepping mm-hmm. across the threshold slightly mm-hmm. where you kind of step in and kind of see her and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that's all fine too yeah Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It it just comes off as vulnerable. It's like vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what makes the moment sweet, you know, because it's like, damn, she wasn't answering them text messages. Mm-hmm. So when Fonz filmed, was Nico behind the door? I know uh, uh, Loretta Devine wasn't there, but was 
Nico there? Was it Fonz and Nico? I don't know if that they ever cleared that up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Because that's so great. I mean, for both of them, even if Nico mm -hmm. did his without mm -hmm. Fonz. Either the way, side, right? Acting from both of them to me. We talk so much about Fonz's acting in this scene. Mm -hmm. But Nico does just a great a job. Like he, I agree. He touches yeah. the door first. And I don't know if that part on his, from him was improv. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was it was everything mm -hmm. about that door. This is something like we talked about when we rate the episode one scene elevating an entire episode. This to me, this mm -hmm. is a foundational scene. I in agree. The show, mm -hmm. Um, and for that this relationship, so it's amazing to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Tanika, you move some stuff it. up. Is this the next one you want me to go? <laughs> the one oh, it's, um, I try to move <laughs> some stuff together. Okay, um. I was like, okay, well, we'll go with this one. <laughs> okay, uh, favored on Twitter said, um, I knew she loved him, but after this epi, the first time I truly thought that might actually get there. I don't know what HEA is. Am I happily ever after? Oh, hey, see, this is I don't watch TV. Maybe that's um, maybe that's <laughs> stuff, child. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it became so apparent that they were both miserable without each other and couldn't move on without each other. So I put this one in here because I had a question for you guys. Like at this door, after this scene at the door, did you know, like Favor said, you knew that they would be back together and they would end up together and have their happily ever after? No. I did not. I had a similar question that you were going to ask because she's like, I knew that she loved, loved him. I didn't at this stage, I didn't, I'm, I know that they liked each other a lot, but at this stage, I'm not thinking it's love. I'm getting a little bit of that in their expressions, but it's still to me a little bit of deep. Like I wasn't sold on a love story at this door. They missed each other and all that. It really wasn't until, um, the actual next episode when Keyshawn and him are in the hotel, that, that's, the that's the that first time that I yep. even like love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's the first time I even considered that in this relationship. I mm. mean, I think the eyes for me, like I'm, I'm a very, I'm words of affirmation. I'm physical touch, but man, it's something about the eyes and the way that um murder was looking it did give like a longing love or like an expression of i can't tell you how much i truly care or possibly love so i guess in my mind i was like damn this nigga really care like this nigga do this nigga love her i think i was having those kind of thoughts yeah. like damn she wasn't talking to him you know for six months he didn't give up it was one like i still like why are you asking are you coming out with the niggas like i still don't get that baby it the text messages were ridiculous but the fact that before you went on tour you know, it was such a proud moment um, for him and the fact that he went to Cliff and he was kind of hoping that she did kind of come out. I felt that was love. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think for me that that contact, that eye contact in the face um, made me feel like, wow, he, he may like, he may love her, you know? Yeah. So the one thing I didn't get that maybe they would have a happily ever after here, but this did make me start to wonder at the door if they would spend this entire season apart. Because for mm. her, for her to ha- for him to have all these emotions at the door, and for her to be right on the other side and still not talk to him, mm. I wondered, you know, is season two gonna end? And how would I feel about season two ending? And Uncle Clifford and Little Murder being apart the entire time because for me they are why I watched the show. So I had to, I, I I really wonder how I would feel if I had to go through all ten episodes without them being together. I don't know that I got that far here. Um, I did wonder when Teak was introduced. That was the part where I was like, hmm, they might not get back together this season. I fully thought we were going to get a segue where Teak and Murder had a little fling because Murder didn't know what was going on with Unk. And so, yep. like, got with T thinking, well, if that's done anyway, then all of a sudden, Unk pops up or they see each other around Chekalisa. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we would go all the way to, like, the last episode. And then it'd be, like, murder realizing, but I'm in love with Unk. And mm-hmm. then it's like, but I've spent this time with Teak and I've developed, and I loved Teak at one time. I still love him now, but I am in love with her. And I, I thought that I thought they were going to leave us on a cliffhanger. Like mm-hmm. we don't know. And then we came into season three and we find out what murder's decision was. So like, when T died, I was like, wait, <laughs> okay. Girl, I didn't see none of that coming, child. That was, oof. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know why. Am I the only person who, when they introduced Teak, I was confused about the relationship, but it never even remotely dawned on me that they had had anything going on more than like my homeboy got out of jail. Oh, I know. Um, mm-hmm. At well, this door, the next week we're going over. <laughs> no, well, before you go there, <laughs> so at the door, um, I, so at the door, I don't know that I was 100% certain we were going to get that happily ever after, but I was definitely hoping for it. And I was actually surprised, like Tanika said, and shocked that after all the emotions that were given, she, she really did, uh, you know, hold that ground. So, um, but I don't know. I, I had hoped, because like you, uh, like Tanika also said, they're my, they're the main reason why I watch the show and everything else comes up under that yep yeah i told that's for real for me because i told you i used to fast forward to their parts <laughs> now, <laughs> I, their didn't, part. I didn't know that and then i'm like yeah, I okay know boom, that. i got those out then I, my next storyline that i would be interested in would be mercedes so then i would go back to her side but i literally be like oh there goes murder oh there goes Unk. really <laughs> stop and watch it like every but time but you weren't watching them I never, I never watch episodes all the way through until the rewatches. <laughs> like from beginning That's to end, different. I never watch episodes like that. I watched the whole episode, but I would go to whatever scenes in I wanted spaces. to watch mm-hmm. in, in pieces <laughs> and do it mm-hmm. like that. I just couldn't do it with the rewatch. So I had to watch it all the way through. And so some scenes I was like, oh, I never seen this one before. <laughs> Child, let's go to this next slide so we can talk about um 
So Tanika with Pink Sunday Radio said, okay, Pink Posse, be honest. What was your first thought when Teague walked out of jail and you saw that hug? What One of the responses, possibilities was he's just the homie. The second one was it looks suspicious. The third one was like, they fucked. And the fourth <laughs> one was that's his nigga. And um, oh, let me go back. 33.33% 33, 33 of y'all said it looks suspicious. 19.3% tied for he's just the homie and they fucked. And 28.1% said that's his nigga. So almost 60% of the people, over 60%, thought that was his nigga or it looks suspicious. Now, Jai, you said you didn't get none of that from the scene, right? No, I thought that... Uh... This guy was just gonna come and call. I knew he was gonna cause trouble, but I thought he was gonna cause trouble for um for murder, like just on the road in general. Like, and so there's a look that everybody goes, Oh, when I saw this look, yeah. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that look for me looked like what the fuck? Like it definitely gave what the fuck. It definitely gave, I don't know what, what to do about this. But my ass was like, Oh, this guy's just gonna come and be reckless, which is kind of what he did, but yeah. Um, now nah, for me, I was on that 33% poll that she put out in November because, like, he was just trying to tap on that dough for good sis, and uh, you know, that's where his heart has been. And he was already confused why the fuck are we at this jail? Why? And so that already told me, okay, now if. Big T coming out, I know that didn't know any backstory, etc. But that look gave me, oh shit, the fuck he okay, what's going on? Oh man, it get, for me anyway. I don't know if it's because I am who I am. Maybe that makes me a certain person. I don't know, but in my mind, I it already just felt like there was something going on because he was completely thrown off. It felt like what what Cliff said about uh, her dude back in the day, ghost of Christmas past or something, mm -hmm. or trade a Christmas past. Mm -hmm. Like, it definitely felt like he saw a ghost. It was like, oh, man, what's up, old Christmas tree-ass nigga? But then it was like, oh, fuck, nigga. Damn, I'm trying to get back with it just felt funny to me. It felt suspicious, but I didn't know that it was his nigga in jail, but it still felt suspicious. So that's that what I book, that's what I put on the poll. It felt suspicious, mm -hmm. but what that was, I wasn't sure. Same. That look when they turn around and he's like holding the back of uh, Teek's head yep. and he has that look like oh shit like what i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah comes out that was like i literally waited mississippi minute <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what is going on here i did couple was one of my things and then i i think couple is the only thing i went to because so far we don't see too much of murder having a sordid past like in any of this so i'm not thinking he in a gang so killing somebody robbing people like all of this is like no. this wouldn't be new information like oh he did a crime with this dude so i immediately went to wait what happened here now i didn't know if it was a full-blown relationship or mm -hmm. maybe they had just messed around right. or i didn't know how deep it was but I knew right then and there something. And then we'll get to this because I was side-eyeing 
Wody a little bit because I was like, are you like trying to make drama on the talk? <laughs> right. That's like because I'm in my mind, if we see it, then Wody saw the look, and it's like yeah, it's like, and Wody's not no dumb person. So mm-hmm. do you guys think Wody knew about them? I think there's a, there's a a slide that asks that question further down. Okay. Um, if we get to it. So three things happened for me here that made me suspicious. That hand on the back of the head. Um, and when they were done with the hug, it's like this long, they're like stretching away from the hug. And it's a, like a long lingering look. We look at, we're, the camera's on teak, but they're like gazing into each other's eyes. And it's like two or three seconds. But it seemed long to me. And then the third thing that made me suspicious pertains to the next slide, I think. So what was Um, Merv thinking? Yeah, this is from Tess. It says, I still really want to know what was going on inside Murder's head because, woo child, it looked like it was a lot. (laughs) It... We talk about the acting here from Fonz. It was three seconds of absolute fucking panic on his face. Panic. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe oh he was God, hot in that windsuit, but I know mind. that was hot. Like he was praying, please, God. I don't know what he was praying. He was begging. He was making promises in three seconds just from a look. And I was like, oh, they had to. That was his man. They used to fuck something. Because there is no reason for that kind of panic look that he had, if mm-hmm. not. So I was definitely suspicious. And then when we get to the next episode, I like wasn't sure because the stairs, I thought that's where we would get a com- confirmation and mm-hmm. we didn't. So I'm like, damn, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. Then- mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like, am I doing too much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. Am I going too dramatic? Because yep. <laughs> why am I putting them together? But you know. Yeah, but like you said, straight up panic. And we like, we watched it like, what is the panic for? Like, well, yo, homie just got out of prison. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing, too. It's like, ain't y'all partners from back in the day? So why are you being weird? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If anything, it should be more celebratory and not looking like you're going to throw up. You know, it really gave three seconds of, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to throw up this nigga got out. Like, it should be more like, damn, Big T, 10 years or 11 years been in the pen. It's the homie, bruh. We got these moon pies. I'm I'm glad you out, bruh. It, like, murder literally, like, oh, fuck, this nigga out, (laughs) holy shit, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do, nigga, you ain't seen the homie, like, what? So, absolutely not. That's why, just him doing that is why, because it's like, this is an inappropriate That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, exactly, (laughs) like, like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not something you gonna do, bro, absolutely not. So, changing gears to my baby, Corey. <laughs> Trail on uh Twitter said she was today years old when she realized Corey had pulled out his meat, that big thud on the table, baby. Don't play with Corey. Did y'all realize 
Uh, no, bitch. I didn't realize you know, that till I we know did. Exactly what time it was. <laughs> I did not realize that till the second rewatch, and then Marley. What is it? What's his name? Marley Santana. Marley Santana. Yeah. I didn't realize it till the second rewatch or something, and then Marley Santana. I don't know. Got into our threads that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then didn't he? End, didn't he end up pulling out his meat that day? And did. Yep. <laughs> he always Shut pulled his meat head. out. I was so, so happy to have been on the timeline that day because it was the post and delete. And Charlie, me, me. Like, <laughs> hey, <Mm-mm>. y'all. <laughs> but he, because when he's, it, we, this is when we were talking about, we want Corey. Not y'all. Wait, no. <laughs> Tia, not you just saying you said, and then she said, appreciate it. Not you telling her. You know, that I, was, you I was in a different time the- zone, so I was late. You know what I'm saying? So you know he put it saying. on the timeline I, for our. Enjoyment. I didn't miss out yep. on pertinent information. I need to know for this particular <sighs> episode. That's all I'm saying. He put it out for our enjoyment, and <laughs> I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. But know. you had to know it's the body movement. See, if you've ever seen this before. You know, it was a body movement. Okay, like, you know what? I, I had yeah. enough. <laughs> okay, y'all been shading me exactly all show. Y'all been no, shading me all was. fucking show. I didn't, I'm actually with Tosh. I I, the first time, you? I did not know they pulled it until he said it because we were talking about Corey. We want Corey back. And he like, y'all want me back on the show? Yeah, that's like, what it was. It, it y'all want me back? I don't. Oh, you don't want him back, Joe? Oh, you don't want the drama. Leave my and Lil Murder alone. Now he could come. It's a drama. To- I know. <laughs> I don't want anybody to do anything. Like I don't want nobody to cheat. Like I don't no. want that for mm. this love story. Yeah. I don't want cheating. I don't want <laughs> anything like that. But like Murder gotta know he ain't the only game in town now. Like yep. yes, you done oh, come man. back. Yes, you done did this. This is all great. But don't get comfortable. My <laughs> options, absolutely. I mean, right. this like, is can pull. Like, like which mm-hmm. um sin is that in line? Is it jealousy and lust? Is in line, right? Is oh, it, it's lust. It is lust. lust. When mm-hmm. he's like looking good in this hoe. Envy like, also yeah. in line, also. Yeah, I love that part. So, yeah, yeah. It's like don't think you don't be seeing it. You're gonna be seeing it now since you decided to stay and check Elisa. But you know you was gone these few times when she was on the pole and these other stuff, and you ain't know. Oh my god, lift <laughs> on the pole. Um, I did say last night on Spaces that I would love to see how they navigate. You know, because eventually I'm sure murder will go back out and on tour and everything. Mm-hmm. I would love to see now that they're standing in the sun, how he navigates press. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because, yeah, y'all stand in the sun in the club, you know, but the conversation then becomes how out will you be? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when they when the radio stations say, so murder, you got a lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I got a lady. Uh, nah, I'm saying like I. That's what I'm ready for. Like I, I really want to see how they gonna do this. So, yeah. All right, so we are gonna do one more. Mm-hmm. And this one, y'all talk girl, about. Look at that girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we got this one. Wait. Yeah. So y'all had said in the spaces last night that I missed. So uh my aunt and Corey did a whole lot of carrying on in this scene. Somebody said the thud, up kept up kept looking down at it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Me, I did a lot. This this rewatch. <laughs> What is this theme? Anywho, so what the hell last, is that? What did you last say? Time, I forgot. I said that thug. Okay, Corey, let me find out. <laughs> and I did. Um, anywho, so <laughs> y'all had said something happened on the spaces last night. I was on the spaces, so y'all explain the question that came up on the spaces last night. So last night, a theory was put forward. <laughs> From the idea that we heard the thud and uh, Corey pulled his meat out and dropped it on what uh, John Quill called an unsanitized uh, table. <laughs> so now Tosh, being a healthcare worker that she is, said, you know, COVID germ. we are in the middle of a pandemic. COVID germs linger on surfaces. So now we got unsanitized meat on unsanitized table. <laughs> Open germs that Uncle Clifford may have eventually put in her mouth. So now, did she get COVID from this unsanitized meat at this birthday party? (laughs) (laughs) And did she did she then bring it home? And that's how grandmother got COVID. Now, this Tanzania did say that she thought grandmother got COVID from Uncle Clifford. And I argue her ass down because Uncle Clifford didn't have any symptoms. I'm sure Uncle Clifford got tested, but to me, this is a good theory. To me, I can see her getting it and being asymptomatic and being the one that gave COVID to grandmother from Corby's dick off the table. But this is also the thing. We don't know if Aunt got on her knees. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. But you don't got to do all of that to have gotten She wouldn't even kiss him, so why would she suck his dick? Ooh, baby, Jai is fixing to be hot about this when I, I know that's he, right, Jai. No, I mean, don't do your got, good sis like this, huh, girl? No, I'm not like, 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 So I'm going to huh? say something that's going to be a lot you know, y'all know I don't like kissing. I'll fuck way before I'll kiss you. So I forgot I, you don't I, like I kissing. I forgot you don't like kissing. Why do we I know forgot. that? How do we know that? Because I'll be slobbing a little murder down all in the mouth and shit. And they be going they love I just don't see like she was like look get up on my face I can't take this home to my grandmother but But it wasn't I don't want to kiss you I'm not attracted to you it's I don't want to get COVID Mm -hmm. I can see her thinking okay I can't kiss you because that's going might give me COVID but Mm -hmm. she's not thinking I'm going to get COVID from sucking your unsanitized dick I'm sure (laughs) why why wouldn't she do it here she got her suck she received now it's time to give I don't see that being outlandish for us to do. Because all of this, the champagne room, the, uh, what is it, paradise room, like I always say, knobs were slobs. I don't care what anybody else says. We still don't know what happened in that room. But she didn't know this boy's first name Mm -mm. in the paradise room. Like, they exchanged cigarettes in the car they don't know each other's name, which is still real private when he slid back and was there, you know, breathing hot on the window and all that, waiting for her to come out. And they exchanging cigarettes. 
So it's a lot that has happened between the two of them that she doesn't know her name, his name for a couple of episodes. We she doesn't get his name until what is that 105? That is the first time she even knows the first name. Mm. So to me, so far, like I love my good sis. But some of these decisions aren't fantastic when it comes to her sexual interactions. So I'm not saying she did or she didn't suck his dick. All I'm saying is kissing, not kissing, because it's it's some knobs that have been slobbed and people have not gotten a kiss. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to let y'all know now. Oh, child, you know what? Um, I need a break. <laughs> and I think Patrick is looking for... And I think, Matt, I think Patrick is looking for some beautiful music. The father of Black A Cinema, Patrick Ian Polk, is looking for indie music for one of his upcoming projects. Make sure it's competitively priced and easy to clear. Then submit with all pertinent credits to Noah's Music Submission at gmail.com. Right, child. Ooh, this one about to get a little bit messy. It is time for Saint or Ain't. Okay, so Saint or Ain't. We're going to give you guys a couple of different scenes, a couple of different scenarios from the episode that we re-re-re-re-watched. And then we're going to pick somebody from that scenario and we're going to tell y'all if we think they are a saint or an ain't based on how they approached it. And the very first one is Mercedes not wanting to be a coach for the new dancers after the auditions. What y'all think? Is Sadie's a saint or an ain't? First of all, I want to die because of Kendra's comment <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, uh, Kology on YouTube said, Unk love her some meat straw. <laughs> Y'all, dick what the meat, fuck meat, is meat straws. straws. Is, can it just be dick? <laughs> can it just be dick? Oh, my God. Lord. Oh, okay. Moving on. All right. So, <laughs> is Mercedes a saint or ain't um, not wanting to be a coach for the new dancers? You know, we've talked about Mercedes being a little bit selfish um, in the past, right? Mm -hmm. um, and kind of doing the most and everything. I feel like here, I understand, like, in this moment, it does feel like somebody can take your spot. You know, you're the bottom bitch, you feel... At the same time, you know, aunt thinks of you as a daughter, as her man. I mean, forget about Haley, okay? You know, yeah, she helped save the club, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you are right hand to aunt. She needs you right now. 
y'all trying to get new dancers you're in front of them too this is their first time so you know there needs to be a little bit professionalism you know what i'm saying so i feel like i'm sorry i'm gonna have to give her a little anish on this because i'm like girl you you're doing a little bit much in my opinion in front of the new in front of the new dancers like relax you ain't got to do the most you are a coach you are you're a coach, period. So you ain't got to do that. Them dancers don't even know you. That's my thing. Like, they're coming to audition. They do not know you, baby girl. You are a coach. This is to get dancers in the club. I understand it feels like you veteran. They not, et cetera, et cetera. This is the time you need to check your ego. Leave that at the motherfucking door. You look nice, et cetera. Beautiful gowns. Baby, just relax. So I'm gonna give her a little anish and and that's it. Okay. So she gets a ain't from me the first of the seg of the segment, and I tell you why. Okay. She never wanted new dancers. She explicitly said, "We don't need mm -hmm. no new girls. I don't want no new girls." Mm -hmm, and then did. here it's like, now not only am I judging new girls, picking new girls, now you want me to train new girls? Like, it's giving a lot. How? So I understand some of the um, resistance to mm -hmm. being like, okay, take them in there, show them the ropes. You know, she didn't even want to show Haley non-polling ass the ropes around the club, you know, because she felt like it took away from her trying to do what she was there to do. However... It's the end of the pandemic. We're all trying to get money. You stay, you still here, do your part. A lot of times in a group situation, you may need to be called upon to do something that you didn't want to be a part of, but you got to pull your weight. You got to do your share so that we all can get the money. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm in the between because I get it. I don't want to help do some shit. I don't want to do no way either. But if I'm going to be a part of the team, I'm going to do what I got to do. So... She's an ain't for me for for multiple reasons. Um, like I don't understand her ego at this point. Why is she so concerned with someone taking her place? Because baby, the way Unc is hyping you up, as far as my Unc is concerned, can't nobody take your damn place. So for that to even be in your mind here is wild to me. And then you get to choose your girls. So why would you then not think there was going to be some training from you to get them to be able to do the things that you wanted to do? Now, I understand her being upset with Haley for buttoning in and choosing Big Bone, but mm -hmm. it was three girls. You got to choose two. Haley is your boss, however you feel about it right now. And that's what she chose. So you don't want to coach, but you are a coach. You, you are going to have to coach the other two girls. We see her coach up. And, and make a, a whole routine for the other two girls. So why are you mad about it right now? She has been planning on leaving. I, I'm assuming that's still her goal. Mm -hmm. So what is the problem? Like, if you go, somebody's going to need to take your place. You love Uncle Clifford down as much as she loves you. So, so tr help her and have someone else in your place when you finally leave out the club to me she did a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff here and you may not want employees but you don't get to go to your job and tell your boss yeah i'm here we're not hiring nobody else 
Like, how was that your choice? I don't, I, they asked a lot of Mercedes opinion where they didn't have to. And she did far too much for me for no reason. Now, Roulette's ass had an attitude from the door. So she can be mad at that if she wanted to. But the rest of the shit she was mad at, no, ma'am. She's ain't for me. I don't know if I said that in the beginning, but she's absolutely an ain't. <laughs> um, she's an ain't for me, too, because I feel like, like, we talk about communication between different parties not happening on the show. Five months has happened since the shooting in the Paradise Room. And I feel like her and Haley, even though they live together at this point, they've not talked about it. They haven't had a conversation. So to me, what mm. I feel like happened here is she's being this way just because it's Haley. Like, not because that's how she really feels, because you've been telling everybody, you coach, 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 me and my girls, my dance studio and all that. Um, even within here, you have acted as kind of an impromptu coach for some of the girls and like learning how to spot certain types of dudes and all the different types of stuff. So I, I she's an eight because all of this attitude she has is because of some animosity she still has with Haley for the shooting, which I've that's never made sense to me. Like you came in there uh, and then all the stuff happened. You ended up shooting him like Haley, this is not Haley's fault. Like, yes, you're in the situation because of Haley, but everything that happened, you saved everybody's lives. I don't think Haley, this is the one place where I don't think Haley is ungrateful about any of it. I don't think, mm -hmm. I think she's showing the, the right amount of gratitude and everything. And because I'm with Haley here, it's like, girl, I'm so tired of hearing about this damn paradise room. <laughs> like, like I'm sorry. Like, it happened. I apologize, but you're still bringing it up. And so to me here, it's, it's not because she doesn't want, she just has an attitude. Just like she had with Haley when Haley first came. And now Haley has some shit with her when she first came, but still, like, <laughs> it's all that. So she's an ain't for me here because it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense to not be willing to do nothing. It's like you said, y'all in trouble. Like that, most of Mississippi gone. Most of your people are gone. So something has to give. So to think that you're not going to hire dancers, and then once you say okay, just be okay with it and keep it moving. So the next one is Uncle Clifford not showing up to the club opening on her birthday. Um, basically, because she's mad that it's opening up a week early. Y'all think Uncle Clifford is a saint? Swearing ain't. Oh, I'm going to let Jiggy take this one first, unless Ja want to go. Go ahead, Ja. Oh. Um, so, I'm going to give her an eight, even though this is definitely some shit I would have did, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a big uh, fuck you I'm out type of person you know what I'm saying especially if I feel like a certain way now I don't know well I say this not because it was my birthday because I'm a person who will do whatever I need to do on my birthday we can celebrate after before or whatever but I think it did just have more to do with like the struggle between partnerships we talked, it seems to me, like they had a discussion and we said, all right, next week, we're going to open up the club. This week, we're going to clean up. Somebody going to finally get in that nasty fucking bathroom. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get everything together, get the cobwebs out from the whole time we couldn't be up in here. And we open up next week, boom, bang, pow. And then you surprise, no, nah, motherfucker, the, the, we opening up tomorrow. Fuck you. 
I would have an attitude. And then we going back and forth and, and we know Haley was the, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. Okay, bitch, be the motherfucking boss. Mm-hmm. Bye. It's my birthday. Too. Bye. I don't have to deal with this. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I understand. I will say I don't agree with Tia. I don't, I don't agree with her choice, but I understand. So she gonna have to get an ain't from me. Because mm. <laughs> business is first. Business is business, and anything else is chewed up cow grass. Mm. Chewed up cow mm. grass. Mm. Bullshit. In other words. <laughs> I understand. Oh, Ooh, Jiggy. Wait a minute, girl. <laughs> wait a minute. We got to prepare for this one, y'all, because you know she don't never get on her good sis. I'm going to say she's a sut ain't. I'm not going to give her a full ain't. Um, okay. She's some ain't kind of stuff, but... I'm very much a I can show you better than I can tell you kind of person. So I like, I wouldn't say like, I understand her mm-hmm. being like, you think you're the boss so bad. You feel like you can do this better than I can. You feel like you don't need me. So I'm going to show you what happens when I'm not here. And I respect her from do- for doing that because I feel like... Haley did need to be brought down a peg. You can't do this. You don't have the people skills that Uncle Clifford does. You you haven't been here that long. You don't know the ins and outs of running this club like you do. Now, she's good at the money stuff. I'll give her that. But like just like the baby daddy in there running wild because Uncle Clifford is not there and he feel like he can say whatever the hell he want to say and do what he want to do, you aren't Uncle Clifford and these people don't respect you like that. But like also these people are depending on you. So to just get mad and get in your feelings and decide, yeah, I'm not showing up. I don't like what's going on. I'm not going to be here. This is still your stuff. So take control of your stuff and not get mad and take your ball and go home. So it was wrong, but it was right. So I'm on the fence. Like she's square in the middle. So ain't not more saint than ain't not more either one for me. So she's an ain't for me here, and it pains my soul to give my good sis an ain't. But you're, the show must go on is one of your phrases. And to me, everything about what's happened during the Panini and everything else is calling a bunch of audibles. Nothing is concrete. So you had to do pussy land because they you couldn't be on the inside. That The whole construction, all that was a quick idea implementation you had to do it because it was necessary for your survival i kind of think opening up right now is still necessary for your survival Mm -hmm. and like whereas Haley be wrong a lot she was right about this like you just we just went over the math and we got 25k left (laughs) like we don't have a bunch of time and she was right at the right time they're getting stimulus checks ppp loans if they want to spend it let them spend it here because you open a week or two late everybody not spent their money and you don't have the same type of like come up that you can have and so to just be like well i'm not gonna go like i totally understand because i can be like that like well you know what then bye like fuck you in this club like i can totally get there but i'm like it's still your club that we have been seeing you fight for in all ways since season one you know Haley a goddamn 
she damn near burned down the club because she wasn't there and they needed nice. another person. So I'm just like, you're an ain't because yes, it sucks. It's a week early. She in need of a douche bad, but a lot of stuff has been audibles here. Murder night wasn't audible. It was some like Mercedes gone. She got fought, fought with her mama. All of a sudden, me and Lil Murder have this song. It's going viral. So let's have a murder night. Like nothing really gets planned. So the way that she reacted, I just didn't think made sense for who we have seen her be up until this point. So it ain't for me, unfortunately. So she gets an ain't for me. Um, the pink has gone through too many things, period. Um, grandmother has talked about surviving flame, flood, you almost lost the club. We had a whole last shootout. Um, there's just been too many things for it to be a risk. Um, I understand it's your birthday. Happy birthday. However, if you know someone is a mess, I'm not risking my motherfucking club. I'm, I'm not doing it. You know? I'll just be, you know, maybe we had a little fight in the office like we did, but I'm still going to show up because I, I got to make sure my shit is good. She talks so much about history. You know, this this place is historical. So I, I just could not risk anything happening. Like if the club burned down, then what? You know what I'm saying? Then what? You got to wait on the insurance claim. Have you paid the insurance? I doubt it. <laughs> you know, she ain't got no damn insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, okay, if you ain't got no insurance, then what? You going to build the paint back up? No. Ain't no more money, girl. 25 G. <laughs> so, so my thing is, I'm not risking it. You getting an ain't from me. I understand you want to have your tantrum. I ain't going to be there. I ain't going to be there. You want to have a tantrum, have a tantrum, get it over with, but then show your ass back up at that motherfucking club. That is all of you. That is your life. So I was trying to think, did Haley do this again after this episode? Like, did she ever get to the point where it was like, I'm doing what I want to do? Like, she was making back-end deals, but it was never, it's my way and you have no choice after she literally almost burnt this damn club down? I think that she got more collaborative, mm -hmm. but I still think Haley thinks she can run the club better. So I don't know that she, it made her see that she couldn't, she's not Uncle Clifford. Yep. So there are some things, as much as she might know about the numbers and that stuff, the actual running of the club itself, like you got a whole fire in the kitchen. Like yep. I worked in the restaurant industry free. I ain't never <laughs> had a whole fire in a kitchen in the middle of the club while the club is open. Never once. So I don't think she was as autonomous, but I don't think she ever lost the full, like still making decisions. Cause from this point and then everything that happened, I think it was, oh, I've really got to sell this place. So I don't think she was even interested in running a club at that point. Mm -hmm. It was, it's too much. Let me get my money and roll. Yeah. 
like the kitchen already has a B minus rating, correct? And I just let you know, yeah. someone that worked in restaurants for years, <laughs> anytime you go someplace and that rating is below 90, do not eat there. Maybe. Because even 100, I only give 90 because I'm going to tell y'all right now, the restaurants that have 100 rating are still nasty. I'm just going to let y'all know. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I give 90 a pass is because there's certain violations that you automatically get 10 points off. Mm -hmm. So it could be like one violation and you get the 10 points off. Mm -hmm. Anything below that, they super nasty. And I'm sorry. So the pink kitchen is super nasty. <laughs> well, okay, y'all. Um, we have a we have a little reminder. Boop, mm -hmm. boop, boop. I don't have a visual, so we're just gonna talk about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this week okay. we're finishing up our Noah's Ark re re rewatch um before we have a live special event, but we're gonna do the Rona Chronicles chronicles this week on um tuesday at 10 p.m just like we've been doing them um and then we're not going to go live this week but we're going to have our bonus episodes that come on thursday so we're going to put up how to because it's on patrick ian polk's patrick ian polk entertainment youtube channel so we're going to put up how to do that but yeah this tuesday uh we finished the actual seasons we finished the movie and now we're going to do rona chronicles before we go to the next one so just want to remind you guys we don't have a visual for that but and yeah that's what we're gonna do <laughs> that was supposed to be your news flash that was your yeah that's the <laughs> your news flash okay got you okay then well we're gonna uh finish this wait a minute what you said y'all oh you i said imagine that that bomb ass music in the background that's all mm -hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to our final segment, the bottom bitch. Well, this should be interesting. <laughs> you know, okay, Tia, you already giving yours away. Jesus. Okay. I haven't said no. nothing. Okay. Well, okay. So we're we're gonna move on to the bottom bitch of this week, 202. Who's your bottom bitch, Tia? How am I going first? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You gotta go with somebody else. I don't know. Any, many, mighty, mo, catch a tiger Why by his toe. Why you start doing Go ahead, Ja. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Ja. I don't really know. I'm going to say the bottom bitch of this episode is, oh my God, I don't know. Uh, Come back to me. <laughs> Damn it. That means Jiggy going to put okay. it on me again. Okay, I got no, it. The bottom bitch of the episode was Diamond and his magic hands. He was um, okay. removing seven pounds of motherfucking pressure. He had okay. Mercedes' body uh, just rising and, and, and jerking around and had our good sis all frustrated. She, I'm like, do Uncle Clifford ever stop talking about dick, thinking about dick? Because <laughs> here we are in a serious situation. Mercedes is getting them <laughs> demons exercised up out of her. And Unc is like, 
<laughs> Shit, I may have probably pulled that dick out from that business. Ma'am, this is an exorcism. Wait. Oh my God, wait. Exactly. That's what I was talking about earlier. She had a dick in her face and she didn't suck it. She absolutely sucked that man's dick. Oh my God. Wait, Jiggy. She did. Oh my God. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. So for me, I think we didn't talk about her much this episode, but I think Keyshawn is the, the bottom bitch for me. Um, I think she kind of saw her, well, she, to this point, she had been stuck through the pandemic in the house with her abuser and she kind of saw an escape in the tour, True, like dangled in front of her. And it was kind of slipping away because she, she knew Derek was not going to let her go. So she had to come up with a way to finesse not only him, but, but Rome. And she did that. And she was at the end. She's on her way out now. Eventually, she had to come back, but she did what she had to do, and she knew what she had to do mm-hmm. to convince Derek to let her go on this mm-hmm. tour, and she was able to do that. So, okay. for me, she's the bottom bitch of the episode. Yeah. I love how she uh, got Derek on together. When she turned around and said, oh, no, mm-hmm. I didn't know. But <gasps> she played the role. She yep, played she that did. role. And got what she needed to get. So I feel Rome came in that house thinking he was going to talk Derek into it. And it ended she up did. being he was like, he didn't know what the hell was going on once Keyshawn opened her mouth and was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she I think she she really did her thing here. Well, yeah, when I thought about it, I think Keyshawn has to be the bottom bitch. Because one, at the it I, I popped in my mind because of how Valerie June was used in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene when after she finally got it, cause she leveraged Rome. She did what she did with Derek. To hit on the tour, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So she did all that. And that whole to the Valerie June music and her yeah, walking that was out nice. and doing all that. And then sitting like, oh my, like that's one of my like favorite scenes literally of the entire series. And hmm. so, yeah, cause she really flipped hmm. it, you know, cause going from the scene where she's in the yellow hmm. and she's literally crying because he's in peak abuser mode hmm. to you out looking as good as you want to look going on the actual tour. Like, I feel like we have to give the bottom bitch to Keyshawn this episode. Hmm. My bottom bitch is the fire alarms. In the Tell us more. The we, you know, because we, we're, great, we're grateful. We're grateful for the fire alarms because they actually saved the bank. If it wasn't for those fire alarms going off, the whole kitchen would be burnt up. So would the paint. She don't have insurance. And therefore, that would be the end of the paint. So thank God for fire alarms and and, and, and the sprinklers. And yeah. So I thank like you. No I work at fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> The way that fire was big as fuck, I don't know how the paint wasn't burned down. That fire was huge. It was. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, no, for real though. Um, the bottom bitch is the ancestral rope. 
Um, okay, no. So what? I'm gonna give it <laughs> to. I'm gonna okay, give it I'm spiritual, but I do not know what an ancestral rope is. I'm gonna right. give it to from Uncle Cliff. Uncle Cliff or Braid. <laughs> you know what? That braid was holding on the faith. You might be right. Okay. <laughs> I that see where you're going. Be what she meant. It's no way. <laughs> it is, baby. It is, baby, because you know what? At the end of the day, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was swinging and it was given spiritual. It was holding on the face. <laughs> Nothing could stop it. It was right. swinging like Corey was. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Uncle Clifford, uh, understudy. <laughs> it's always the time to talk about dick at every moment <laughs> so sorry, yeah um, I think my bottom bitch is murder for effort I give him A for effort um, because you know at the end of the day he could have given up after six months and I feel like he didn't, you know, I, I think, I think anybody who doesn't give up on love. It's all right with me. Take your time. Yeah. So murder, bottom bitch goes to you because what you did was give hope. You gave, you gave sis hope. I think it really set her heart. Uh, it it kind of brought down the walls a little bit, even though, even though she didn't step beyond the threshold. If you looked at Unc's face, she did give a little, oh, baby going on tour. Oh, I'm proud of him. She did give that look. And so I feel like he stepped up a little bit. I think it was an A for effort for him. And the way it played out where she was getting those postcards, if you look, I think that was great. It gave her a little happiness and it gave her something to look forward to. I think that's when she knew, okay, all right, this ain't this is not the end of us. I think at that point she knew that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end. Do you think that's when she decided she would give him another chance? Yeah, I felt like she let down the wall and she would open up to whatever would come after that. I think him coming to the house also let her know he wasn't going to stop. Like there would probably be another effort because you know how somebody just give up and then you probably ain't going to hear from them again. Mm -hmm. And then, oh. Okay, we doing something different. You've been texting me for six months. I ain't responding. Now you at my door. Okay, so I still didn't do that. But wow, that was kind of nice hindsight. So yeah, I think that was an opening on on both ends. So I give it to him. I think I think that was not, uh. You know what? Go go ahead and read Kendra's comment, child. I'm done for my bottom bitch. Thank you. Be wilding. So, Chaology on YouTube has said, 
My bottom bitch is Unk's big black snake. We got a sneak peek of the reason why murder said, fill me up, nigga. Um, Tia, Tia, I have never wanted to close you out more. (laughs) So I'm going to close this out. I am Tia, Tia Hit Social on all the platforms. Make sure that you are following our Twitter page and you have the notifications on because everything that comes up comes there first. All the news on change the formats of the episode, um, anything that we have going on with special events, any of that, these lives of special lives, make sure that you are following our Twitter and you have the notifications on so you never miss anything. Ja, what you got? I am Ja underscore the underscore goddess on Instagram. I'm Ja the goddess, all one word on Twitter. And I just implore you to keep your FBI eyes open because after we re 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 watch the Rona Chronicles on Tuesday, on Thursday, we're going to have those bonus episodes and premieres. And we want you to be there to chat with us. Tanika. I am at your girl Jiggy on all the things. You can follow me wherever you don't already. You can also follow Pink Sunday Radio on Instagram or Threads if you don't follow us there yet. Um, If you're looking for those bonus episodes that Ja was talking about, you can find those on pinksundayradio.com. That'll take you to Apple Podcasts. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five-star written review, if you haven't already, uh, we would really appreciate it. If you're watching this video live on YouTube right now, uh, if you could rate, comment, subscribe, turn your notifications on so you don't miss any of these live videos. Uh, Koji, what do you got to tell them? I'm Koji Mama, Koji underscore Mama on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have a newly launched website, PinkSunday.com. So make sure you subscribe to get all of our notifications of any articles that are posted. You'll get that first. Also, follow our link tree, link tree backslash Pink Sunday Radio. Um, all of our audio, video, everything is posted there. So whatever your audio of choice, you can select that there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Pink Sunday Radio.